0: Welcome to Rainbow Puppy Science
1: Lab. It's the world's only lab dedicated exclusively to the study of all things awesome.
0: Every episode, we'll explore a different subject and figure out what makes it great.
1: So goggles on, awesomeologists!
0: This might get messy.
1: But we're about to discover something something awesome. awesome.
0: Hi, I'm Atticus.
1: And I'm Kyle. Unfortunately, I'm also the walking proof of Murphy's Law.
0: Murphy's Law says that anything that can go wrong will go wrong.
1: That's true. Unfortunately, Atticus and I spent a lot of time researching our Pokemon episode, wrote a great script, and spent well over an hour recording, only to discover that the computer stopped recording just a few minutes into the session. Now, as a parent, I want this show to be fun and educational, but not an overwhelming amount of work for Atticus.
0: The good news is that my dad and I actually already made an episode about Pokemon on his other podcast, Who Arted? So we're going to play that for you in a minute.
1: Now, for those who are wondering the answer to last week's Fact or Fake, you're in luck. That was the one segment that was recorded properly. If you recall, at the end of last week's episode, we shared two stories and challenged you to try to tell truth from fiction. It's a little game we like to call fact
0: or fake. Here's your first story.
1: Pikachu became the most famous Pokemon simply because he was the first. Satoshi Tajiri, the creator of Pokemon, drew Pikachu as a part of his concept art as he was developing the first Pokemon games. Since the little yellow guy was the only pocket monster around, he was put into everything in those early days.
0: Or, Satoshi Tajiri loved exploring nature as he was growing up in the Japanese countryside. In particular, he loved collecting bugs. But as he grew up and saw cities getting bigger and bigger... He felt sad that future generations wouldn't be able to collect bugs and explore nature the way he did. His solution was to create a game filled with creatures players could catch and collect.
1: So there you have it. One of those is an
0: absolutely
1: amazing totally true fact, but the other is unbelievable, meaning it cannot be believed because it's totally fake.
0: If you need a moment to think about it, that's okay. Pause the show if you need to. We'll be right here when you get back.
1: Now, as a matter of fact, the true story is... Drumroll, please.
0: peek a Uh, Dad, I think Pikachu's in the studio.
1: That's fine. Just roll with it. Now, the true story was that Satoshi Tajiri loved exploring nature as he was growing up in the Japanese countryside. In particular, he loved collecting bugs, and his friends actually called him...
0: Let me guess, they called him the Bug Catcher, just like the Pokemon Trainer.
1: Actually, no, that would have been pretty great, but his actual nickname was Dr. Bug.
0: If you thought Pikachu was the first Pokemon, you weren't too far off.
1: He may be the most famous, but he wasn't the first. The very first Pokemon creature created was actually Rhydon. During the early development stages, they had an idea to base designs off dinosaurs. Of course, that changed later on. The first draft of Pikachu was actually made to look like a Japanese dessert cake called Daifuku.
0: And now, enjoy this episode of Who Arted Weekly Art History for All Ages.
1: Feel
0: like who, art ed. We'll to who arted? Well, Mr. Wood? <laughs> me? Yeah. Either way, It, it's it. it works. I, I it. Know. A great start.
1: Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host Kyle Wood, and for this week's Fun Fact Friday, I'm going to be mixing it up a little bit. I'm going to start off with a special guest giving a fan fact here.
0: Hi, my name is Atticus. And my fun fact is that in 2020, a first-edition holographic shadowless Charizard card sold for $369,000.
1: Now, hearing that fun fact, a Charizard card sold for $369,000. It got me thinking. Some of the great fine artists from history, Toulouse-Lautrec, his first edition prints sell for tens of thousands of dollars, and yet, first edition Pokemon cards are selling for hundreds of thousands of dollars. There must be something really special about Pokemon, as the artwork has made its way across the entire world. We see it not only in video games and card games, we see it in cartoons, we see it in movies, we see it in books. And those first edition prints, the cards designed by Ken Sugimori, are valuable works of art worth a little bit of consideration. And so today's episode is going to be about Pokemon. Now, I'm not going to get into all of the mythology, the lore within the Pokemon universe, and I'm not going to get into the rules of the card games. I am just barely learning them myself. But I think the story of how Pokemon was developed is really interesting. Pokemon is one of the biggest games in modern history. For over 25 years... Hundreds of millions of people around the world have enjoyed the video games, card games, cartoons, movies, books, as I said. But how did it all get started? For that, we need to go back a little further than the 25 years of Pokemon. Back to the 1960s and 70s in Machinita, Tokyo, Japan. And a little boy named Satoshi Tajiri. Even though Tokyo is obviously a big city, the area where Satoshi grew up was still kind of rural. He loved exploring nature, and in particular, he liked catching bugs. The other kids took notice of his love of entomology and called him Dr. Bug. Kind of wish they had called him the bug catcher, but Dr. Bug. The thing is, Machida didn't stay rural. Satoshi saw Tokyo's urban sprawl pave over the space where he grew up, and he felt a sense of loss. As an adult in the 1980s, he started a gaming magazine. Then he decided that making his own games would be more satisfying than writing about other people's games. He and his friends started a video game company, Game Freak, with some modest success early on. In the early 1990s, Satoshi came up with the idea for a game inspired by his childhood. He thought about all the kids growing up in cities who wouldn't get the chance to enjoy exploring nature and collecting bugs as he had. He thought it would be great to build a game around this idea with a kid collecting fantasy creatures called Pocket Monsters. It just so happens that he was bringing this pitch to the perfect company. He brought it to Nintendo. And listeners might recall my previous episode on Shigeru Miyamoto and his development of Mario and Zelda, two of Nintendo's biggest games. Miyamoto had been inspired by a similar experience exploring the mountains and rural areas in Japan. Who knew the biggest video games out there were inspired by nature? But the scenic areas in Japan must be something truly awe inspiring. Anyways, Nintendo took a chance on the pitch for Pocket Monsters developed by Satoshi and his friend Ken Sugimori. Sugimori is an illustrator, and he is the one who came up with those first edition Pokemons. It was something like 150 different characters developed by Ken and a couple of other illustrators, I think, helped him out along the way. Now, one thing I do want to point out is these characters are developed. They are not just little doodles that get printed out onto the cards. For each and every character, a lot of thought goes into its creation. Pikachu, for example. Uh, Pikachu has that electric charge, that electrical energy And the tail, one of the most striking features, that iconic zigzag tail, is modeled after a lightning bolt. The cheeks are that bright red that feels a little bit energized and charged. And even the name is a reference to that electrical energy. Pika is the Japanese term they use to describe the sound of electric sort of zaps and energy. The chew is thrown on there just basically to make it sound a little cuter. And it worked. Now, the last little bit of trivia I'm going to share about Pikachu is while he looks like a mouse today, that apparently wasn't his first form. And while people do commonly describe Pikachu as having been modeled after or designed based on a mouse, the initial draft was based on a Japanese dessert Daifuku. The initial artist is quoted as saying I didn't draw it on paper and directly designed the pixel art, so there isn't any data of it now. But the first prototype I designed for Pikachu was a Diafuku like creature in the shape of a long Daifuku with ears sticking out. I'll leave the rest to your imagination, but it was nothing like the Pikachu you know today. Now Aside from the fact that, apparently, Pikachu started off as a blob, like that sort of semi-spherical dessert with ears sticking out of it, one of the things I gleaned from this is the fact that these Pokemon characters go through a series of stages, of revisions. They evolve before they take on the final form that we all see and appreciate in the cards and in the games. But let's go back to the early 1990s, those early days as they were developing Pocket Monsters, which later became Pokemon. Even though they got their big break and Nintendo was giving them a chance, it took quite a bit of work to develop Pokemon. Miyamoto actually mentored them, working with the team for six years to take Pocket Monsters from interesting concept to actual game. It was developed for Game Boy, a handheld gaming system that accepted cartridges, and players could trade monsters using a cable to connect the Game Boys. The trading card game didn't come about until a few years after the video game, but they were pretty popular almost immediately. For those wondering why I would dedicate an episode to the art of a game, Here are a few stats to help understand the cultural significance of Pokemon. As of the time of this recording, well over 43 billion cards have been printed. That means that Pokemon cards outnumber humans 5 to 1. Some of those cards can fetch auction prices on par with famous paintings. As you heard before, in 2020, a first-edition holographic shadowless Charizard card sold for $369,000. Of course, Pokemon is more than just cards and video games. It's books, it is cartoons, there's a story. But interestingly, the story doesn't play out the same all around the world. Here in America and a lot of the world, Pokemon cartoons are about Ash, a young boy trying to collect all of the Pokemon or pocket monsters. It was shortened to Pokemon. But in Japan, his name is Satoshi, after the creator of Pokemon. And another character American audiences know as Gary, sort of Ash's rival, his name is Shigeru. In Japan. He is named after the guy who helped Satoshi develop the Pokemon game. I think there's something really beautiful about the way that Satoshi and Shigeru are immortalized as cartoon characters, forever holding on to their youth and that adventurous spirit, so they have time to catch them all. We hope you enjoyed learning a bit about Pokemon. Now, for a little sneak peek of next week's episode. Our season finale will be going to a whole new level as we explore outer space.
0: But for now, we're going to explore the space between truth and fiction.
1: It's a little game we like to call fact.
0: Or fake.
1: Up first, art and creativity are so core to what makes us human. NASA actually decided to put an astronaut on the moon during one of the Apollo missions, so that he could draw in the dirt, knowing that without wind or water to erode it, that drawing will likely stay on the surface for millions of years.
0: Or, the extreme temperatures and pressures in our solar system's ice giants, Neptune and Uranus, can do some pretty amazing things to different elements like carbon some scientists believe on those planets it may actually rain diamonds
1: tune in next week to find out which is fact
0: and which is fake thanks for listening to our show
1: rainbow puppy science lab is an airwave media podcast is written produced mixed and edited by us atticus and kyle background music and sound effects came courtesy of pixabay Today, we covered something that we love and wanted to learn more about, but what are you curious about? Ask your grown-up to head over to RainbowPuppyScienceLab.com to find some fun experiments and activities you can try.
0: While you're there, tell us what you like and what you're curious about. You might just hear it in a future episode.